If the hero of a story doesn't have to struggle for their wins, does that take away anything from their triumphs? Does it make it feel like the victories were less earned? That's something I've been struggling with all along uh, while I've been watching Comrade Zero One. This is MJ. I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to discuss, review, analyze uh, different aspects of Comrade Zero One, episode 16. So here we go. We get a lot of interesting stuff going on here. It's the final showdown, supposedly, between MitsuboJinrai.net and, uh, which it's just Jin now, <laughs> really. Um, and it's funny that it's been a terrorist organization of two people, sort of, um, or two human gears, whatever. And, um, you know, and then whoever's been trying to stop them from, you know, making Magir run wild, uh, which, of course, has been Ames and uh, Hedon up to this point through, you know, Aruto. So, you get this really interesting... Uh, gosh, I guess, I guess let's start with all the new stuff and, uh, I'll, I'll just be super brief about it. Uh, Izu, while she's being, uh, repaired, uh, part of her goes up to the cloud, I guess, to satellite Zaya. And when Aruto is about to be pretty well thrashed by these, uh, Geigers, um, that, um, that Jin, uh, ordered over to, you know, help him fight. Uh, he gets this moment where his mind goes into the satellite too and joins her and they have a little discussion and you see a preview of the Shining System, which is actually a really great image that I'll, I'll have to share, um, even though I didn't initially grab it, because uh, it just looks really neat. Anyway, uh, but she says that he's going to have to access the Shining System, uh, that it's something that Satellite Zaya built into the design of Shining Hopper, uh, or I guess it's related to Shining Hopper, but it also uses the Arc the arc reactor from the arc satellite on his chest when he, cause he's using the assault hopper form. So I don't know if that's uh, exclusive to assault hopper or not. It feels like it should be. If it isn't, uh, that'll be a little irritating, a little inconsistent. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, what's more irritating to me. Oh, anyway. So, uh, yeah, so he, he gets that, he gets to do some cool new attacks. He flies around a little bit. Um, these like eight diamond shaped things, which are actually the shape of the, uh, he's got a little divot, like the classic Combinator, uh, has a little light on his forehead. Uh, it's called in the manga, uh, Ichinori does this really cool thing, um, where he does like a, a dissection of the rider, like in a pose. And then you get to see the different aspects, the mechanical cybernetic aspects of his body. And right in the middle, he's got this, uh, middle of his forehead in between his eyes, he's got this O-ring and there's like a metal thing around it. And then there's a red light um, that flashes and it's used for communication of different things. The riders communicate with each other through it, I think. Um, and it can pick up like radio signals or whatever, which is pretty neat. Anyway, uh, but that's kind of mimicked here. Um, well, that aspect of the rider suit gets made into a lot of different iterations of Kamen Rider over the years. Uh, as you know, if you've been around for a while, there's been like 30 main Kamen Riders plus any side or uh, additional secondary and additional riders besides then. And almost all of them have, almost all of the main riders have something like that uh, in between their eyes. Aruto um, on Zero One has, uh, and I think has always had from the very beginning, a diamond, which is fat at the top and uh, long and thin towards the bottom, kind of, no, not like the Volcom. Uh, I mean, it looks like the, the crystals or whatever they're called from the shining system that come out when he activates that. <clears throat> anyway, they shoot lasers, they fly around, they do all sorts of cool stuff. And he still has his, uh, um, what do I want to call it? Like integral 
his integration, it's from calculus, it's dumb. Anyway, he still has like his weird teleportation ability, which is really cool. Um, and that's all neat and whatever. And uh, I wanted to make a, at the risk of offending Rockman, uh, I, I wanted to say like, it feels a little bit samey because uh, once again, he's getting this, you know, big, super powerful, like he just unlocked the full uh, Shining Hopper uh, wasn't that last episode that he did that? that, he did that? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was. You know, he came out on the steps, it was kind of dark, and then he choo -choo, unlocked it and then had, you know, full-powered uh, Shining Hopper on. But then, like, there's an even more full-powered thing that he has access to through the Shining system. But, like, honestly, I thought it was cool. I thought it looked really good. It was very fresh. It was, uh, it was popping. Uh, it just, it had me excited. So, like, it was a great spectacle to watch. And um, I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, I do, though, still want to question, you know, how do I feel about the fact that Satellite Zaya, uh, even Yaiba uh, says something like, oh, I think the, you know, Zaya Satellite must have um, predicted this. Uh, like, I feel like Satellite Zaya is the real common writer, and she's just, like, uh, equipping people to do her will. Uh, I mean, I guess uh, you could complain about Zordon the same way, but, um, like, that's just not how... Common Rider has felt classically. Um, you know, it's been the writer on his own operating from a fairly innocuous type of base, like Snack Amigo, like it's a coffee shop. Uh, and then he, you know, reads something in the newspaper or is out running around, something happens, and then like, uh oh, this is a Golgum plot. I better stop it. And he runs into the action. But uh, as much as I appreciate, uh, like, the idea of, like, I enjoyed that in Build, um, you know, Mr. Bunboy, uh, was making his own stuff, and, I'm sorry, I can't remember the protagonist from Build's name right now, anyway, uh, you know, he was making his own stuff, and we got to see him crafting, and tinkering, and thinking about his designs, and how he was going to make them, and, you know, how he could unlock the next level of power to deal with the situations that he's in, and then here, Aruto just, uh, he just gets it thrown at him sometimes. Um, kind of like people complaining about Fies. Anyway. Um, <laughs> by the way, I saw a clip of that. Hilarious. Hilarious. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I don't know how I feel about it. What I do feel good about, though, is what a good boy Aruto is because he stops the fighting for a, a few moments. This is before he uh, activates that system, I, I kind of think. Or maybe it's after he's got it activated. And it, I, I, whatever. W the reason I really liked the moment was because he stopped the fighting and he asked Jin, why are you doing this? Why do you want to destroy humanity? I want all human gears and humans to be able to smile together and have a future together of peace. And Jin confesses that he doesn't know why, but that he knows that all humans must be destroyed. And... Uh, Aruto just kind of, he kind of chuckles at it and he's like, wow, you humor, you really are pure. And it's amazing that had Hirobi not raised you to, to think this way, to be this way, you wouldn't be full of hate and, uh, an, a desire for senseless destruction and death to the majority, you know, life form, uh, well, not really, but like a huge, you know, aspect of what makes earth uniquely earth which is you know all you know seven billion or whatever people on it and uh Arto expresses like some remorse and some sadness and pathos at having to kill Jin uh because he feels that's the only way to make things better and 
I thought that was really good. It made me uh, happy to see uh, the heart of Aruto coming back through because, I don't know, I was a little concerned that those human aspects of him, those really good, solid aspects of him where he was trying to save the Humagear was getting lost in, I don't know, the excitement of the upgrades and the uh, increasing of the threat by... Um, by Metsubo Jinrai, and, like, we were moving away narratively, uh, episode by episode, from stories about Humagears who had been corrupted against their will that, like, Aruto had formed a relationship with, or, or, you know, some sort of relationship with, and, um, it having pathos to it, but really, um, like, we get to this point where, despite the, the crap I don't like about Aruto, there is something really true to Kamen Rider, which is that he kind of is this tragic figure, because he's got all this power to destroy and to kill, Humagear, who he sees as human, uh, and these corrupted Humagear, uh, you know, who are, you know, approaching awakening or whatever, like, he has to destroy them and kill them, and, uh, I felt like that moment where he paused the combat, and then Jin was like, nope, we're doing this, buddy, uh, and then he had to, you know, get him with the rider kick and, and kill him, uh, I thought it was really powerful, and, um, I really appreciated it, so, anyway, that's pretty neat, um, it was interesting to me, the fact that Jin uh, is gone, but Hirobi's body, like Jin's body was destroyed. Hirobi uh, was over at somewhere uh, at Ames, I guess. And then his eyes reactivated at the end of the episode when Thouser, or whoops, <laughs> when, uh, what's his face? Mr. 1000, uh, Amatsugai uh, is looking at his new driver and his, uh, his uh, you know, progress keys that he that were formed somehow after the death of these two guys, like apparently Jin and Hirobi dying 100% somehow unlocked something that allowed him to get new progress keys for his new suit or whatever. Um, I don't like Amatsu guy. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan, and uh, I, we'll see how he develops, but uh, I'm not going to let that mar my enjoyment for this episode, which overall I had problems like the heart that was there, that common Rider spirit that it showed. I'm into that. Uh... I'm going to wrap up now. Uh, next week, we do not have an episode of Kamen Rider Zero One, so I will be putting out something else. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I've been meaning to cover, and I don't know what I'm going to pick, but I really hope I'm going to enjoy it, and it's going to be good, good stuff. And uh, I'd like you to stick around, because I think you'll enjoy it, too. So, uh, with that being said, you know, there is one more thing I did want to talk about. There's this great, uh, I think at the end of the first episode, it could have been the second, but I'm pretty sure it was the first. The, um, <laughs> whatever. Fuwa does his big, you know, manly destructive attack where he's so manly through uh like a shipping crate and he blows up the you know magir and uh like burns a hole through the shipping crate and arto is on the other side fighting a different one so it must have been the second episode i think anyway and then like they're standing on the divide of this hole and they're you know a whole shipping crate apart from one another and uh like you really get to see the gulf between these two guys because fu just hates human gears and he wants to kill them all and, you know, Aruto wants to keep them all alive and, you know, preserve them as humanity's dream and whatnot. Um, but we got another shot that was interesting. They're both, uh, Fu was in his assault wolf and, and, um, Shining Hopper. Uh, Aruto was using Shining Hopper at the time. And it was after Magir had gone rogue after they supposedly weren't going to be going rogue anymore. And, or Humagears had gone rogue. rogue. And, uh, anyway, uh, 
it seemed like they were repeating that shot with purpose and with meaning, uh, kind of setting up the gulf that remains between them, even though they've come so far. And I know there was some interesting stuff, sort of interesting stuff with Fu, like wondering what he was fighting for. But it's like, dude, you know what you were fighting for, and that you've accomplished it. Like, you can't just live off of hate and revenge. Uh, that's not a good way to, to go about things. And I think we're going to see that because he's like wondering what he can do now with his life uh, now that Mitsuo Jinrai is gone. So uh, I think it's the show's going in interesting places and I am enjoying a lot of aspects of it. There's just certain things that just nag at me that I dislike. Uh, do you have any problems with the stuff I had problems with? I'd like to know. So to wrap up with a few questions, do you think uh, Arto is given stuff too easily and that's like, Zaya predicts stuff or Zaya satellite Zaya predicts stuff too much and it's like I don't know it loses some of the tension from that uh what do you think is gonna happen with Yaiba will she turn against her boss uh at Zaya and uh is Fuwa gonna end up uh having a real nice growth arc or is he just gonna remain a uh, rage boy forever I got to know MJ Love Soku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check out mjmunoz.com for my other review series, another writer cast. Uh, King of Hearts, Queen of Stars, where I talk about G-Gundam, another writer cast is sampling all the uh, Heisei writers. Uh, Going Ultra, which I just concluded um, episode 13 of Ultra Fight Galaxy New Generation Heroes. That was exciting. A lot of fun. I talked about that. And I'm going to be taking a break from Going Ultra for a while until the Netflix uh, Ultraman comes back. Uh, you know, comes back. Uh, and you can also check out Swinging Through Comics, where I talk about Marvel Comics. Spider-Man is a big one. I also talk about some Star Wars comics there, too, so you might want to check that out. Anyway, if you love what I do and want to support me, you can uh, check out my coffee and Redbubble stores, because um, you can help me through there, or accounts, I should say, because you can help me through there. Um, oh, also, you can find all my writing projects over at mjmunios.com. Relevant links are in the show notes. If you had a good time, like, share, and leave a comment. Subscribe, ring that bell to stay current with me as I discuss Common Rider Zero One every week. And remember, you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero.